hands? That's like a baby's toy. I'm totally Batman. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Shh. Communing with the Earth Spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Kawabunga. The world of magic. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. This week, we're talking about the Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. The full 10-episode run, from start to finish, highlights, lowlights, our overall impressions. Listen to find out what do we think. Is it worth your time? Have you watched it already? Do you want to join our discussion? Who knows? To everyone listening, this is Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, it's Prague. Howdy, everybody. This is Alexander Wolfgang. Hey, fellas. Awesome. We we excited house or we excited Game of Thrones is back. At first I was not, but maybe we'll have to find out. Yeah, People that's that's out. the big question because after the original Game of Thrones, I think all three of us were done mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. everything related to this franchise. I mean, other than maybe the books, I would like to see how George R R Martin I practiced that uh, was going to finish up the series himself. But other than that, yeah, I was kind of done, I think. Even though I love the series for most of its run. Yeah. I I originally, when, when they first announced this show, I was super excited. And then life really <laughs> takes over and you have to cancel HBO Plus or HBO Max or whatever it is. Plus whatever Max, is. Max Plus. It should be called Plus. Everything else is Plus. So, they really missed out. Spoiler alert, I haven't watched an episode yet. No way. <laughs> We're back at it. I'm doing this is more shocking than norms. any plot twist in <laughs> But you know what? I, I am it. excited to hear what you guys have to say. Maybe it'll invigorate me to start my HBO Max again. We'll see. We'll yeah. still see. Hmm. So if you are new... Where have you been? But we're glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and usually we like to start off the program with our spoiler-free, is it worth your time? Did they do a good job? Did we like this show? And then we go and tell you we're going to spoil it, and that's when we go into the details of why we said what we said. Okay. There you go. Hmm. There's the how, do you guys feel, how do you guys feel if we switched it up? We just jump straight into spoilers, and then at the very end, we give a, our our ratings. No. Okay. What did you guys think? <laughs> that was a hard no. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here this week. <laughs> um. Do you want me to go first, Trevor? It's up to you, or Prague. Or do you want to go first? If you want me to go first, I'll go first. Rochambeau. Rochambeau, Trevor. Okay. So this is interesting because we saw the panel at Comic-Con and I forgot that this show was in the making and that it was going to launch like in two weeks after Comic-Con because it launched in August. And I was like, Wait, I, I'm not ready for Game of Thrones. I don't care about Game of Thrones. The panel was bad. It, it was really bad. Whoever moderated it didn't really do a good job they have like the whole cast come up there there's like 15 people up on the stage and they all get one question each and it's very stilted and just it was not a good panel i was like okay that's i'm not probably gonna watch that but i knew we were gonna watch it because it's a big deal in pop culture and i didn't watch this when it first came out like i waited until i could watch all 10 episodes kind of day by day in a row so i was here in the pub You know, there's a lot of publicity about this show. There's a lot of buzz after the first episode. People were really getting into it. And I'm like, okay, that seems relatively surprising. And as it went, it seemed like this show got the most notoriety of House of the Dragon, She-Hulk, and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. All three were started in August or September. And this one, by far and away, was just getting all the talk of the town about it. And so... That changes your expectations going in. If I didn't, if I would have started right after the panel, 
it would have been like, okay, I'm on equal footing with everyone. Instead, you go in where it's buzz. It's like, okay, this, this is hyped up. And now that I've watched the whole thing, I can see why there's buzz because this show really goes back to what the original seasons of Game of Thrones were. It has that footing and grounding in what was good about Game of Thrones. And I fully appreciate that. I think my biggest concern is that every episode, the beginning is really good and the end is really good, leaving me to the next one. But that middle chunk of each episode just really drags. This is a really slow burn episode. And there's a lot of scenes that you could see. They could trim down. They could tighten up. They can cut out some unnecessary stuff. But the overarching storyline, once you watch all 10 episodes, it's like, I really like the big picture elements of the story. I'm excited to see where it goes. It's just, there's, it's, it's slow in the middle. But I'm happy that I watched it, and I think everyone should watch it. Just be prepared that there's some slow sequences. Like, you're going to have to slog through some stuff. <laughs> be <Okay>. prepared! <laughs> um, wow, yeah, I kind of echo what you said. Um, I, I thought it was really worth my time. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, it is different, you know, because uh, there's been a lot of comparisons between this first season and the first season of Game of Thrones. A lot of people like to compare and contrast them. And the first season of Game of Thrones is like one of my favorite seasons of television. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, the big difference is with Game of Thrones, you're spread across um, so many different areas. You're dealing with so many different families and people and storylines, whereas this is like really laser focused on one house the house of the dragon their drama for the whole first season so it's a little bit tighter in that way um but maybe not quite as epic as game of thrones is and i think that it's almost like comparing apples to oranges to me um, i think they're both great in their own respects and they both have the same kind of um pluses and minuses to them because there are aspects to game of thrones where like you said, like the middle of the episodes sometimes do drag. Um, they kind of hit you um, in the face in the beginning of an episode with something really freaking graphic or crazy or out there or whatever. It's exciting. Um, and then you get a whole bunch of just people talking. Um, now, a lot of that talking is fine when if I'm reading a book, it's, it's, it's great. It's like great narrative, you know, great prose, whatever. In a show, sometimes not too exciting. Um, it's a lot of just explaining stuff. Um, and there's a lot of explaining stuff and lineages and reminding you who's related to who and why. Um, and they repeat that several times in case you forgot from like two episodes ago, because you might. There's a lot of names and things to take into account in this show. But then it ends, the episode ends with like a bang. It's really great. Some big spectacle, you know, CGI fest, um, battle scene, dramatic reveal, whatever the case may be. So I think it was a great show. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was not expecting to enjoy it. Um, I I love dragons. That's like my thing. Uh, but I never didn't necessarily care for the Targaryens as a house. They weren't as intriguing to me as some of the other houses. And now I'm really intrigued. I really kind of like them. It's, you know, not, I don't know. I guess I, I saw them as being just pure, crazy chaos, evil, and nothing in between, no gray. And this kind of gave me the gray. And I really kind of appreciated that. So. Worth your time. Really enjoyed it. I think it is definitely better than the later half of the Game of Thrones era. So this is what you said, Trevor, kind of like those early seasons of Game of Thrones. I feel like we were back. There was a lot of, uh, you know, it felt to me like there was a much bigger budget for this show, which I believe there was um, with a lot of the CGI work. And it seems like they took their time and they didn't have to rush on to different projects. Yes. yes. I am going to have questions it. throughout this podcast. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. I hope we're okay with that. But now we get to the fun part where we're going to spoil the heck out of it. But before that, we're going to get into our socials. Ooh, yeah. Make sure to check us out over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and everything else. Uh, check us out over on crossthestreamsmedia.com. Uh, over there, you can leave us a voicemail. What did you guys think of, or not you guys, but what did our fans think of this show i've heard good things i've heard bad things but i want to know what you think uh so give us a call over on crossthestreamsmedia.com again we're on twitter instagram facebook also youtube check us out on youtube you can check out our uh handsome faces just <laughs> just a uh, three handsome fellas just talking just talking to each other 
Anywho, uh, uh, make sure to like and subscribe over on YouTube because it helps the algorithm people to see more of us, I guess. I don't know. It gets pushed out to more people. I mean, everybody's talking House of the Dragons. We want to fit in that mix. Uh, yeah, and all of that is at Secondary Heroes everywhere. So please. Oh, hey, and if you are listening on Apple iTunes, make sure to leave a five-star rating. Or if you don't like us, don't leave any kind of rating. Still give five stars and tell Still me. Give five stars and just be like, ah, these guys are terrible. But you know what? They're five-star friendships. That's what it is. They're five-star friendships. Okay, guys, all this is free for you, and it's priceless to us. Okay. Awesome. So, as we mentioned, that was our spoiler-free section. If you've not mm. seen the show yet, we're going to spoil it right now. So, you can come back, listen to us later, or yeah. you can go full-on along. This show oh, definitely does have twists like Alex does. and surprises. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be surprised! Oh, boy. All right, so well, I, this I is think, a, the show. Yeah, the big takeaway, I think, is... This entire show is set 172 years before the birth of Daenerys. So that's the linking point to the original series. And the other linking point is the literal Song of Fire and Ice, the prophecy that is passed only between the rulers of the Targaryen house. So very few people actually know the prophecy. It's written on the dagger. And there's going to be a lot of lost in translation and different ideas of what it entails and it kind of fits in with what so this is what i mean about the balance of the show is still predicated on what happens in the other show if you've never read the books all the things like the prince who is promised and everything about winter's coming and what the night king entails and everything that they get rid of and throw under the bus in season eight it's a big deal in this show. The entire emphasis of the decisions they make is based on that idea. And now we know what it comes to pass. And so it kind of lessens the meaning of this show. In a way, I, I feel that too. It's kind of unfortunate. Um, it's still cool to see the dagger, like, you know, prominently featured. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely lessens it since they screwed it up so much with the eighth yeah, season like, of Game of Thrones. Once the final book comes out, and we see how George R. R. Martin actually wants to end his story, not the way that they did. Right. It kind of emphasizes it different, but it also means that now the books go together and the shows will always be linked because a large segment of our population is never going to read the books regardless. True. Ding, this ding. is very true. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. Harry Potter either. And yet... The way it is. <laughs> it's Okay. No. no, I agree. I agree that it, it will lessen it, but I, it didn't take away my enjoyment of it. I still kind oh, of oh, it definitely doesn't be. take away the enjoyment. It's more of it doesn't build up right to even right. greater heights. Right, because you're not like oh, I, you know what's going to happen. It's not quite the way you think it's going to be, or the way they think it's going to be. Because I'll be well, that, that's spoiling Game of Thrones. I guess we're going to spoil Game of Thrones here too. Just FYI. if you haven't seen Game of Thrones by <laughs> now, because also, it was you... not a Targaryen that took down the Night King, it was a Stark. So the prince who was promised was not a prince. prince Spoiler man. alert. Anyways, yes, Alex, you're gonna. But ask in 2022, him. I mean, they could have identified as someone else. So. But Maybe no, in 2022, no the one thing that we know is super hot is these ideas of shows like Succession and Yellowstone and Empire came before that, and this is essentially the Game of Thrones version of that. It's the Shakespearean classic King Lear, mm-hmm. just told time and time again in different fandoms and different franchises. And this is the Game of Thrones version. This is essentially all this is. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But yeah, but people love is. that. You're I right. mean, Succession right. and Yellowstone are super hot. People eat that stuff up. So, whatever. So, could someone walk into the show and without even seeing Game of Thrones, could they still find enjoyment out of this? Or do so. they need that? I don't like, think you need Game of Thrones. No, you don't need Game of no. Thrones. I think it'll definitely heighten aspects of it. Like, there's obviously times where, like, the music will swell when they show, you know, the dagger that kills the Night King. And, like, you're not going to know. As, like, someone who's never watched Game of Thrones, you'd be like, oh, maybe that dagger's important. But, like, if you 
you know watch the show you're like wow that's really important like that's the dagger it, it's more like easter eggs <laughs> and homages right. and pieces that don't necessarily have to right like again it's that hidden thing everything about this show it it's you can get more from it but it's a fully standalone experience well where should we begin with this series i think the emphasis is dragons the CGI budget for the dragons was outstanding. There was some great dragon action throughout this. I think the ultimate juxtaposition is that in one of the episodes we see a stag and it looks so super fake and CGI. And then the dragons are so realistic. And I think it comes down to the hair. Dragons have scales. Stags have fur. And it's just tough to render hair for some reason. We were just talking about this on Shadow. <laughs> But yes, you're right. It is hair-based. But that's, that's the analogy I've seen online a lot. People are calling, you know, comparing the, the dragon and the stag in the show. And, you know, like, hey, one is definitely easier to do and manipulate than the other. Well, so and you don't one, you can, pieces. one, you can actually get a real <laughs> stag. You can get a trained stag to be on stage if needed to True. be in the shot. Why... Why even CGI something that you can just... Animal rights. Yeah, maybe animal rights. We, we can't have animals yeah. in shows anymore. Is that like a real thing? I mean, we really can't oh, No, have... it, it's totally a real thing. You have to jump through hoops to get real animals on sets now. <clears throat> I, right? I was a assuming lot of shows jump like through the hoops. It's cheaper. You have the pedigree. Hey, it's cheaper, man. Much cheaper to just CGI it. Right, but notice what people are talking <laughs> about. This was the very first thing that we talked about is... Is the fact that it looked bad? Yeah, but it was a, it was a small moment. It was a, an important moment, but <clears throat> it was still a fairly small moment. It wasn't like the stag was in the entire series. It was like the main character. It was like a She-Hulk. You know, it wasn't the main yeah. character. No, I moment. get that. Oh yeah. So I don't think oh. they were gonna spend the money just for that one moment. It's okay. more just how great <clears throat> the dragons did look, and the dragons appear in most episodes. And I think the main takeaway for the dragons is how many dragons there are. And then they set us this timeline of 172 years. Like, I don't know what the life expectancy is in the Game of Thrones universe. Mm -hmm. But by the time we get to Game of Thrones, Cersei specifically mentions that dragons are a joke. She doesn't believe they're real. The last dragons were the size of dogs. 172 yep. years seems a pretty short term for dragons right. to fall off that fast. 100%. <laughs> For, to them to think they're just rumor and myth in 172 years when there's like 13 dragons just flying around <laughs> full-size gigantic dragons well my my guess is that it's gonna be a very very bloody war i think oh that yes no, no that, that's how this season survive. ends yes yeah there's no no dragons gonna survive this series so that might be why i mean i would guess for us for example like not to get too political, but are things that happened, you know, within the last hundred years that people don't think exists. So it's pretty plausible that within 200 years, people would say, oh, there's no such thing as dragons. That's fair. Well, people yes. don't, people still think the earth is flat. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was trying not to be political, but yes, you're right. <laughs> is that a political statement? No, okay. I don't know. okay. It, I, I there think are people that take that statement. very seriously nowadays, <laughs> oddly enough. But yeah, I definitely could see that because so like we're going to jump all around. But in the first few minutes, we get a dragon right off the bat yeah, and the entire the show ends with a dragon. Like the first thing we kind of see is a dragon and the last thing we see is a dragon. And you can see that dragons are the biggest thing. It's called House of the Dragon. It's why the Tar Targaryens rule. And the lack of dragons going forward is really interesting because that's what makes people have a game of thrones because yep. there is no game if you have a dragon if you're playing a game where right. it's like oh i'm gonna marry this person and i'm gonna do some political back stuff here dragon just destroys the yeah. deck it Done. comes right. on the board and it destroys the whole board no matter what game <laughs> you're playing why, dragon <laughs> that's why they've been in charge since the beginning no one's been and that's why you have to get rid of dragons to have a game of thrones otherwise there's nobody <laughs> playing any moves or anything just dragging them yeah that's awesome <laughs> and the very what was it one of the very first lines of the show is the only people that could take down the house of the dragon is them themselves you know yeah no one else could 
they were the only ones that could take themselves down. So it comes down to civil war within the family. And that ironically, is though, it's a show and it's an outside house that it is an outside house. We messes up everything. And the really good thing is they did a lot of houses that aren't prevalent in the other series. Mm-hmm. So you know that these houses are going to fall on <laughs> tough times because of the decisions <laughs> they make. <laughs> you chose poorly. Um, if my voice goes out, it's because of the weather. I apologize. I'm trying to drink water. I'm not trying to cough too much. But yeah, if you've never heard the house, Hightower House or House Valerian or anything like that, it's because of the decisions we get to witness right now across multiple seasons. Never heard of Driftmark before, but here we are. Yep. Yikes. So are there <laughs> going to be ties to, I mean, besides... Targaryens. Are there ties to Game of Thrones at all? I mean, we get the shout-outs to Hints. House Stark and House Baratheon because we need allies in the north. <clears throat> and there's the Lannisters because we have allies. It, it, it's still the whole ally relationship things between houses. Okay. Yeah, so you get the names. You get name drops and stuff. You'll be like, oh, I remember that. Or yeah, that person. That surname. Oh, just gotta remember that stuff from geez, years ago. Yeah, you can remember Baratheon, I think. Oh, well, yeah, Baratheon. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. It's nothing too complicated. Don't worry. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this show, just to, to let you know, Alex, anyone who is watching and did not watch the show for whatever reason and is listening to this, um, the show is kind of split into two different time periods. It does span many, many, many years um, in just the first season alone. But you have two separate casts. Um, because they have a major time jump. I think like almost 10, 12 years in between one of the episodes. So you have a completely adult cast when you had a much younger, like teenage cast of characters. So if you grew to kind of like really love those actors and those roles, well, too bad. You get new actors. <laughs> now, how did you guys I, feel about that? Was that jarring at all? So the, the jarring part is that they didn't recast everyone. Right. <laughs> and so you have some people who are completely different characters. They have different faces. They're completely different people. And then other people are the same exact people, and they didn't even add wrinkles to their face or touch up their hair with gray or anything. They're just like, they look exactly the same from one episode to the next. It's, it was a weird choice in selective recasting. Yeah, hmm. it was. I think they, if, if the only person that got the makeup was uh, the king himself because he was, you know, slowly decaying. Rotting, yes. Whatever <laughs> that entity oh. became at the end. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Uh, so, he had some... Yeah, King sickness. Viserys. Yeah, they, they, I looked up afterwards. It was some form of leprosy <clears throat> that I guess he gets from slicing his hand. Just He gets a little cut on his finger on the actual Iron Throne. And that is what causes him to have leprosy and slowly but surely over the time jumps he gets more and more like boils and sores his fingers oh. rot away then they cut off his arm and then oh. his, eventually he gets to the point where his eye falls out part of his like he looks like a, a walking mummy like it's, mm-hmm. he should not be alive for as dead how many dead parts as he has on him what? shout out to those maesters I don't know how they keep that dead rotting corpse alive that must stink <laughs> Oh my god! Wait, do you think they might have done something to the to the um, throne afterwards? Like uh, we should probably sanitize this thing. <clears throat> well, there well, was a theory. Speaking of the throne, there was a theory that somebody did something to the throne to, to make that happen. Him. Oh, no, to poison the tips. Like he rubbed him himself on the thing, got scratched from whatever that thing was was killing it, but it did, that did not turn out to be the case. Oh, yeah, There was a lot of innuendo of poison. There was. Yeah. The weird thing is, like, <clears throat> George R. R. Martin said, oh, it's a dangerous throne, there's a lot of uh, disease back in that time, but right. to make the throne itself out of those swords, you would have to burn them at such high heat, there's nothing, there's right, no nothing. form of bacteria or virus that's going to be able to survive on those melt, steel-melted, right. heated swords. Yeah. So my guess is there was something something on the throne that somebody put there. Still my Speaking theory, of the throne, though, over. it's also a different throne than we come to know. There's all these extra swords 
just on the side of the throne. Like, the whole surrounding area is just sword stepped straight into the sky for some reason. <laughs> yes. It's like they tried to do his original vision from the books and wanted to keep the throne from the TV show. So they're like, yeah. let's compromise. I've <laughs> got to add a bunch of up. extra. Yeah, look up a photo. It's basically just a bunch of swords surrounding the throne rather than leading up to the throne as it's mentioned in the books. So it's an odd, it's an odd look, but I'm glad they did it. At least it was something that I, you know, was hoping to have seen in the show. And we never got. Oh, it is a Game lot of thrones. Of... That is. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine tripping? Oh my anywhere God. near that. <laughs> 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 they, they should show um, that just one, just <laughs> some random like bystander. Go, oh, <laughs> and they walk in the morning. Oh. Like, What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the pit from mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my god. Why would they do that? It's so silly. But anyway, so so speaking of the casting then, Trevor, when they did transition from the younger cast to the older cast, did you have a preference or did you kind of like both casts equally? What was your thoughts on that? I'm, I feel like I really liked the younger version of Rhaenyra. I feel like okay. she was probably the best actress. The, the older version, I don't feel like... Like, she was... A more like well-trained and experienced actress you can tell right off the bat i just didn't feel her very i don't know engaging her present on screen like she didn't have like as much like just i don't know she feels like she would be someone who's kind of like a character actress and all kinds of stuff and she's just really well trained but i don't think she had like a presence yeah i kind of feel that way too i I think a lot of people were a big fan of what was her name something best ava best i think forget the actress who plays uh young uh Rhaenyra was yeah fantastic i mean she definitely had that look of um of uh, daenerys targaryen she kind of had that same kind of energy and vibe to her and yeah i think that she definitely played that character well she kind of had a duality to her and a playfulness and then also kind of a little bit of a darker side at times and kind of weren't too sure which way she was going to go in the grand scheme of things like was she gonna would would she be a tyrant or would she be kind of be playful and fun kind what would she be like and i think the actress nailed that so it's kind of a disappointment there um though i did like the actress that replaced the the younger allison um i think was fantastic allison she seemed like completely different people like older allison is someone you actually don't like she was a really good character person like that but i feel like they didn't do enough to make that jump between her like mm-hmm. the last time we see her her father's like so if Rhaenyra takes over there's going to be war and chaos and the whole kingdom you suck you you're not going to be <laughs> able to handle this and then she's like well i'm going to take this to heart and now she's like cold and manipulative and conniving and it's just that one speech just was the kick in the pants that she needed to change her entire disposition. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like we needed an extra episode in between the two, maybe. That's because Alicent is such an important character. Yeah. She needed that character to development. Yeah, she did. Oh, well. But yeah, I think Olivia Cook did a great job with, with yes. that transition. So kudos to her. And then shout but, out to Matt Smith, the same Matt Smith who never person. ages. <laughs> He uses that TARDIS or something. I don't know how the TARDIS yeah. works. I don't watch Doctor Who, but maybe it makes you stay the same age. <laughs> no idea. Oh, um, Ed's, so I know. Ed's listening, going, oh, that's not how the TARDIS works. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. <laughs> Apologies. I'll watch it at some point. I keep trying and just can't. Um, so I know, uh, Trevor, we had talked um, in real life, not on camera here. Um, about Matt Smith and how we both were like, we don't like Matt Smith. We don't want him in this show. Um, what What are your thoughts after the show of him? I feel like character? I feel like he fits as Damon because Damon's not particularly likable. He has yeah. nothing really redeemable about him, but he's intriguing. You know, he's not just villain for villainous sake. He's more like he's like a chaos agent where he just kind of messes things up for mm-hmm. no real reason it doesn't seem like like his motives change per episode per time period and he just is a chaos agent and it's kind of like that loki anti-hero type of ideal and i yeah. think he fits that really well yeah i was really surprised when i first saw the still of him in costume like years ago when they first showed that first trailer teaser thing i was like oh no 
<laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is. Matt Smith is the wrong choice. And by the end of the first episode, I was 100% sold. And he was like my favorite character. I'm like, I really like this guy. But I also the like funniest the thing is that my note from the first episode, it says Matt Smith looks like a creepy old Lord of the Rings elf. Yeah, he does. And that's exactly how he looks. He looks exactly how he looks. You nailed it. <laughs> he looks like yeah, one of the elves that would have been at the Battle of Helm's Deep, like being weird and killing people. Because he had that badass armor in the first episode. Yeah. You know, with like the wings and stuff on his helmet. Oh my god, that he had the best armor. I'm looking at probably in all the right fantasy. Now. He looks like um, the dad from the bad kid on uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, he has a bit bit of a Malfoy look to him. Malfoy, yes. He's yeah. a Malfoy. He's a Malfoy. Yeah. The oh my God! They should sure. just cross the streams with that. Yeah, they maybe they should. I'm <laughs> sure there's something out there like that on YouTube if you find it of them doing that. <laughs> but yeah, Matt Smith was a surprise. I actually kind of liked him. There are times where I did not understand his character's motives, and hearing online, I didn't read the this particular book series um, by George R. R. Martin. <clears throat> I want to make sure I say that name right. Jar Jar. Um, I did, so I didn't read that book series, but apparently some of the things that he does in the book is very different than the TV show. Like they almost kind of made him out to be worse than he is at times um, on the show. And I don't know why. Like, they, I guess they needed us to be, to feel against him at one point in the story, but then on his side again later. Like they, they weren't too sure how to who to make us root for. Cause I know going into the, the show, there really wasn't going to be a team to root for like the Starks. So in game of Thrones, you're introduced to this, this great family, great values. You love them. You follow them the whole time. They're the heroes of the story. And in this story, there really aren't any heroes. These are a lot of just terrible people doing terrible things for the most part. There are a few decent characters. Sure. But like, there's a lot of just not so great people. Yeah. In so classic think, game of Thrones fashion though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why, our time. I mean, that's that the out. worst part of season eight is that the Starks succeed. That yeah. is something that George R. R. Martin would never and is never going to do. They're the tragedy. Yeah, it's know. a it's a modern day tragedy. <laughs> <clears throat> but here we are. And uh, and so that's why I like everyone doing the same thing? sucking. Yeah, like everyone <laughs> needs to suck. So that way yeah. you don't have anyone to root for and you kind of just watch the fall of the House of the Dragon. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Um, so that's one, one gripe I kind of have with the show is that aspect is they kind of warmed some of the characters up, but also kind of made some more evil than they've needed to be. I don't know. We'll see how it goes mm-hmm. with season two, but they definitely changed the script a bit with how it ended this season. So I think my weirdest aspect was I kept confusing Rhaenyra with Reyna and it's just... Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, more just their name, like the presentation, like who are we talking about now? And I, I kept, I wrote it down in my notes wrong, and I, I finally have it down. The princess who should have been queen, but mm-hmm. men couldn't handle it. Her name is Reyna. And then Rhaenyra's the one who should be queen, but Alicent messes up everything perfectly. And you know this is all done on purpose. Right, like George R. R. Martin purposely made people's names similar to make it confusing to everybody in the story. It was like, no, let's why? call everybody Aegon. Like that's the whole point. The whole point is that like everyone get everything gets lost in translation. That's like kind of the moral of this whole downfall of that the House of the Dragon. You know, hmm. all the inbreeding, all the similar names, and literally everyone is named Aegon. There's like ten Aegons <laughs> in this show, so things go I- awry. Oh, that makes it so tough. Um, one of the questions that I did have mm-hmm. was uh, with with the first season of Game of Thrones, the very first scene of the first episode, they have a whole like the, he, the White Walkers and the stuff like scene, that. Yeah. The zombie. It's like mm-hmm. a very zombie-ish scene. And, and they don't really touch on it for like two or three seasons after. Do they have anything like that in this series anything that they're trying to allude to at all for the rest i mean not not allude to in the rest of the series but there is a character that is that can have the dreams like the you know the the dragons have dreams Mm. right they they dream of things to come 
like the Song of Ice and Fire is Aegon's dream. He he had dreamed of, of you know the 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 the, the evil in the north, the the winter that was going to come, and that it had to be a Targaryen, the prince who was promised that was going to slay him and the night. Um, so there's dreams, and there's a character who is the here's where lineage gets funky. So it's the king's daughter with Alicent. <laughs> who is also Rhaenyra's sister. Yes. And aunt. Wait, yes. And anyways, she can foresee things and no one believes her. No one knows what she's talking about. They think that she's crazy. She says like all these riddles and things. So if you watch an episode, usually by the next episode or two after that thing she was talking about happens. Okay. That's about as close as you're going to get to that kind of okay. stuff. Now, so nothing beyond and- the first yeah, season. Another question, since they have these prophecies and and these dragons are being able to see the future somehow, is that what you're saying? The dragons? The characters, dream of the not future? the dragons. The, oh, I'm, the, Targary- okay. the Targaryen the, people. The Targaryen people can dream of yes. the future. Now, you just said that they, they dreamt of a Targaryen with the dagger killing yes. the Night King. Right. How does, like, will, do you think that we might get a future season of like after game of thrones because a targaryen didn't kill like the aftermath of a non-targaryen killing like is that what we're kind of leading up to with having something like this with this so that's, story that's more game of thrones what if but i feel like marvel's okay. kind of got the the handles <laughs> on that i would watch a what if in every random and franchise that i love but there is a sequel series coming, so of Just this, of, of no, of Game of Thrones. Okay, with Jon Snow. Oh, that's right. I did hear about that because he was the prince who was promised, and he didn't end up slaying the Night King. Because I, and I think I think the reason why, and I don't know how what how George R. R. Martin was going to do this any differently if he does, but I think the idea is that since things got screwed up in this series um royally um that's why he ended up not doing what he did i think it was a butterfly effect kind of thing that happened in this show hmm. and we'll get to that i am sure Trevor. So, <laughs> it's like kind of a big moment in the show it does sound like there's a lot There's of prophecy. different prof- prophecies happening like of course, well, prophecies are fun because prophecies are only it's up to the listener it's a game of telephone yes yes it is Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a good way to look at it. It's a game of telephone. You know, it's passed down through the generations, right? Like, oh, I think he said this name. Aemon sounds like Aegon, right? How about I name everyone in my family Aegon so that could be any one of these Aegons to clarify that so that we can tell you what happens, Alex. Um, The king finally, after what, seven episodes, eight episodes, dies? Yes, Every episode you think he's going to die. Every episode you're like, oh my god, he's definitely going to die this episode. He, he finally doesn't. melts he just, away into his He just his persists. <laughs> and he tells the secret to his wife, who he mistakes to be his daughter on his deathbed, and tells her the dream of ice and fire, and tells her that Aegon needs to be king. Well, she has an Aegon as well. Both, of, both her daughter and her wife have a son named Aegon. So she thinks, oh, it's my son that needs to be the heir that's the big miss up yeah it's a big one <sighs> well that's what you Whoopsie. get for naming them all the same thing i know so i'm telling you man don't do that it causes chaos you know and so chaos does ensue all because of that deathbed proclamation and it it's honestly it had to happen that way that that's what's so interesting. Like they're showing us all the things that all the dominoes that had to fall for the Targaryen Empire to collapse. Because if he doesn't suffer the way he does and have that horrible disease, he's not gonna he's gonna make sure that Rhaenyra becomes queen and it's gonna change succession plans and everything. But he has to go through this horrible disease to be on the milk of the poppy, to be so out of it and dying that he confuses his daughter for his wife or his wife for his daughter and tells the wrong person the wrong story and prophecy and it sets everything in motion. Yay. 
<laughs> and the like weirdest an thing, though, if, if he's, like, if I'm King Viserys and I have a horrible debilitating disease, shouldn't he abdicate the throne and make sure that who he chose as his heir takes over rather than just waiting to die? You would think. But as I said, I think they were purposely drugging him so he wouldn't do something like that. But yeah, I agree. He probably, probably should have when he was much younger and noticing that, hey, I have this leprosy. I should probably think I'm not getting that. better from this. Right. <laughs> like they're chopping off my hand. They, at one point, they literally put his, his diseased hand in a bowl of maggots that eat his skin in one of the like most amazing but gross scenes in the show. That's fantastic. You can hear them all crunching and, and crawling over oh. his skin and eating him. Oh, but yeah, the, the makeup <laughs> work for King Viserys is absolutely amazing. Mm. Whoever was the makeup artist or team on this show did an amazing job. <laughs> There's a lot of VFX in there too, which was fantastic. Yes, absolutely. They made his body look like really tiny, like he'd wasted away completely. Oh, that was good. Good acting and then, too. Also, yeah, his scene where he go like they see him totally debilitated like that and for him to walk to the throne he is on like a cane he has this cool half gold mask that covers his face and he hobbles up to the throne as one of his last acts it's a really great scene it's a really powerful scene especially because his brother always kind of wants his throne and considers him weak for him to do that is one of the strongest acts he could have possibly done i mean he's pretty much dead and he's able to get all of his strength to do that yeah it was that important to him (laughs) to do this for his daughter to get up on the throne and make that decision and not take the milk of the poppy so he was in pain like not only was he walking but he must have been in a ton of pain during that scene so um i have another question uh so (laughs) uh, uh, i'm raising my hand guys yeah yes Uh, in the back uh, sir yes oh that's me uh, hi, I'm Alex. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Um, in this series, was there any like like uh, red wedding type of event? I know that a lot of people really looked forward kind to of... that type of stuff in Game of Thrones. Or yeah, did I would we say see anything like no, that. May, Trevor, maybe maybe you can help me with this. But I think what they did with this show instead was 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 have like little moments, red wedding moments, rather than like a whole scene. Like, there were really shocking moments, but there were just okay. a few of them spread out throughout the series. Um, there was a wedding, and at the end of the wedding, there was, you know, a tragedy, but it wasn't a red wedding tragedy. It wasn't like everyone getting stabbed and yeah. pregnant women getting stabbed in the belly and oh. crazy crap. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, there's enough, you know, scarring pregnancy scenes throughout the, the series. So, a bunch of fetuses flying on the floor and stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's a oh joyful series at times, yeah. <laughs> a lot of pregnancy problems. Like, it really shows how difficult it was. It's amazing humans survived. Yeah, in real <laughs> life. Not just in fantasy life, but in real life. Like, oh before all the medical tools that we have now to help birth, man, if the baby's coming the wrong way, they're both dead. <laughs> the baby's coming to her, like, if you're stressed. and So we have... Viserys' first wife, Rhaenyra's mom, he she dies in childbirth, and that would have been the son, because the whole big deal is that his firstborn child is a female, and that just frankly will not do. And so he goes and tries to have a son, and he's going to have a son, but he dies in childbirth, and the mom dies, and he has the terrible decision. And then there's Lena, where she's going to give birth, and she's a dragon rider, and she's married to Damon, and she's of Valyrian clan, so she's on Driftwood, and they have all those fun little connections. And then she's going to die. She can't give birth to her child, and so she goes to her dragon and orders her dragon to essentially burn her alive before she just dies, and that that's a fun scene too. And then Rhaenyra herself, she's going to give Jeez, birth for dude. the fifth time. She somehow popped out the first four okay, but this fifth child... She's stressed out because she finds out that she's not going to be queen and that the dad's dead and everything got just all turned upside down. Everyone went to hell fast. (laughs) It induces labor and the baby's not going to come. It's premature. And so she essentially pulls the baby, the dead baby, out of her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some visceral childbirthing (laughs) sequences. 
We might, I, I might put like a disclaimer at the beginning <laughs> of this episode, just kind of saying there's some graphic talk. There's some happening graphic in this talk. Episode. Okay, yeah. wow. It's wow. a graphic show. So I will say, like, if if we were still like in our pregnancy stage, like with our first kid, oh yeah, I'd have a hard time watching or seeing or hearing any of this stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna put a disclaimer before <laughs> this part. <laughs> and then speaking of Lena, and we did talk about the different actresses. I think four different actresses played her. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Kid. I don't know why they Wait. casted her so many different times. One, two, no, just three, I think, right? The kid, the the older. No, there's a kid, and... then there's a teenager one, and then there's a slightly older one at the wedding, who dances, because she's oh, different than the, the, same the, the preteen. No, I, all right, you're probably right. Yeah, and then there's the fourth one who actually dies. Wow. Okay. And she well, didn't. She only count. lived to like twenty something, and she still got four character changes. And then you have Christian who looked exactly hey. the same I know. from episode two to episode 10. Well, hold on a sec. He did slick his hair back that one year. He changed his hair, but his hair never got grayer. It was weird. Nope. No, no. He is still davishly handsome. And then there's also, so the son of Alicent and Viserys, he's Aegon. He's the one yes. who's crowned king. He yes. doesn't want it at all right he hates the idea of it he believes that his dad hated him that's why he wanted to give it to his aunt so bad rather than him and he's just a drunk he goes to whorehouses all the time he's a terrible person he's just a terrible person and so finally allison's like kicking and screaming i'm gonna make you king and this is the point where allison is kind of her motives are shaken a little bit because she still realizes that she's a woman in a man's world. As much as she tries to manipulate and work in the background, mm-hmm. she's doing bidding of her dad for her son. And Reyna really drives that home too. That's a great sequence. That, that's right the sequence. That. Is <laughs> yeah. she, they, she's locked in that morning where they upheaval the entire succession plan. And she's like, you understand that you're not really doing anything do you ever vision yourself on the throne itself or is it just other people because honestly if you're Alicent and you know you have this really pos son do you want him to be king just because he's your son yeah right <laughs> well look at joffrey well cersei is crazy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> Alicent seems to have some wits about her yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say she's pretty smart. So, it, it, Like, at a certain point, you, I don't know. Because then you were talking about shocking sequences. Mm-hmm. At his coronation, a dragon comes up and kills a whole bunch of people. And this is probably the best part of the idea of Game of Thrones, is that we always focus on all these people who are lords and ladies, and they've been so blessed their entire life. And... The people in King's Landing don't really care about your game. They don't care about the marriages you do or who's sitting on the Iron Throne. They have very, I need to eat the next meal. I don't know where that's going to come from. They have very basic necessity needs. And they literally order all of these people to go see this privileged kid get a thro- or get the throne, get a crown. They don't care. And literally all of the King's Guard are ushering them to the Dragon Pit to go see this thing. And they're like, I have places to be. I don't care. They're like, oh, I guess we're clapping now. Is this over yet? And then the Dragon comes and kills all of them. But it, it's a really good contrast to, like, we had Election Day yesterday. And always remember, as much as you hear about the news about Election Day, didn't vote wins 100% of the time. Doesn't matter who the candidates are, who the parties are. Didn't vote always comes in number one. They have more tally than any votes that are cast. And that's how this King's Landing idea is. These people don't care who King is. They don't care if he's Aegon or if it's Rhaenyra or they don't even care what Targaryens or what houses or what. Life is going to be crap either way. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. King's Landing is terrible. It's a terrible thing. (laughs) Wait, so all this takes place in King's Landing? Yeah, the whole show. Oh, that's the awesome! Series. So I said it's very. And King's Landing's focused. rendered rendered very well too. 
It's well done. There is some Dragonstone, though, too, because they, they do move to Dragonstone, uh, the one mm-hmm. family. So Rhaenyra and her family with Damon, they move to Dragonstone, live there for quite a few years, and then you know she obviously finds out that she has been usurped on the throne and gets mad. So, I mean, part of her... but So the funny thing of that scene is that when the dragon comes up and Aegon's just standing there and Alicent stands in front... She could have just killed the whole family right there. The high towers, everyone connected to the high towers. She could have just killed all of them. Yep. Little Dracaris, and they're all burnt to a crisp and done. But she doesn't. She flies away. I wanted her to just kill why. them all so bad. I know. But she said that this is not her war. <laughs> yeah, it's not her war. Even though she's going to be severely impacted by it. But yep. yeah, it's not my war. It's an interesting choice. Especially because now she's going to have to go into the war. Because her husband pretty much swore his allegiance to Rhaenyra. I just, I feel like she really does respect Alicent. I think that's why she didn't do it. Like, a lot I of it is that. that. Yeah. I should just really wants the, the whole, like, women power thing. And she's like, you're a smart lady. I think she wants Alicent on the throne <laughs> overall. Yeah. So. But we also, anyways, but yeah. We can't that's discredit Rhaenyra how much she tried to sabotage herself you know she's she not well. perfect every decision where she had a fork in the pathway she chose the wrong choice and so she ends up having kids who look nothing like the father of that she's married to or not the potential father her husband the offspring do not look anything like it and they look awfully like her king's gardener protector guy like exactly like <laughs> and so it, that leads a lot of people to distrust her and just be kind of yeah. angry with her and a lot is said about that and it's just rumor and innuendo but Rhaenyra could have had a lot more faith on her side and goodwill without making the decisions that she did yeah but that's why nobody's likable Exactly. So nobody was like, there wasn't any character that you were like. Oh, well, the man. dragons. I mean, I like characters. Are... I like certain characters. I like characters that are awful because <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Um, so one of my favorite characters is uh, Eamon, right? Is that his name? The one-eyed kid? Yeah, the one-eyed kid. Yeah, he's fantastic. Eamon. Oh, my God. That kid's a badass. So he's the only one of the kids, of all the kids, that doesn't have a dragon. So what does he do? Well, when his uh, whatever his aunt, I guess, dies, his aunt has the biggest dragon in all of the world. So he's like, well, I'm going to claim that dragon. So he does. He gets up on that dragon as like a little 12 year old and just commands it. And now it's his dragon. He owns the biggest, most badass dragon in the world. He gets his eye sliced in half. So he loses his eyes. He gets a cool eye patch and he sticks a sapphire in his eye. And he looks like an anime villain. He's fantastic he totally looks like an anime villain <gasps> he's like has he it's really looks... <laughs> out of place in game of thrones in the fantasy world as this anime villain oh, and he also hilarious. ages a lot like everyone he's, else yeah. around him goes up a few years he like doubled in age yeah, he looks like he's 30 and everyone yeah. else is like 20 <laughs> all right but i'm okay with it he's pretty fun i like him and so he also, with that whole commanding the dragon that he's actually not his birthright given dragon, yep. is influential to the storyline. Because he mm-hmm. decides that as Rhaenyra sends her two sons with their dragons out to get you know different houses on her side, just as messengers, we're not going to do any fighting or war, Amon's like, well, I'm going to beat you to it. And so he goes there, and the show ends with the war starting because Amon's dragon is the biggest dragon around and Rhaenyra's son's dragon is a little tiny guy he's he's like you know he's a little guy (laughs) and they have this whole fun little dragon flight sequence where it's just trying to escape but then we see that Aemon doesn't really have control of this dragon because the little dragon breathes a little fire he comes up and he's about the size of the other dragon's head and he breathes some fire on the side of his face. And the dragon wasn't have the big dragon's like, nah, nah, bro. Nah, we ha- I don't care, Ryder, what you're saying or anything. This dragon right here just breathed fire in my face. Flies are getting bad. I'm killing this dragon. And he goes and kills this dragon. And he does. And Amon realizes what that means instantly as soon as it happens. Well, not only did he kill the dragon, he killed the, the, the son of the, the princess. 
It was one bite. Yep. Just bits and pieces of them like fluttering. Oh, I love the the bits and pieces fluttering down because it's still attached to wings, so it's not just a quick fall descent. Yep. Oh, I'm like... It was a great sequence. It sucks that I haven't seen this because I'm just envisioning Avatar and the flying sequences from Avatar. Sure. Yeah. Sure? Okay. Yeah, sure. Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> I liked it. It was more like uh, How to Train Your Dragon, but yes. We'll yeah. Ahead. One of the dragons reminded me of Toothless. I forget which one. Probably Rhaenyra's, I think, because hers is kind of more wider-faced, if yeah. I remember. Because Damon yeah. has, yeah. like, the very... He's a cool inspired dragon. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool, like a snake-like dragon. It's mm. red. That's my favorite dragon. But yeah, Vagar is my second favorite because he's chalky. Freaking he albatross. <laughs> yeah. That scene, that Jurassic Park scene, was great. Where he steps off the, uh, the his dragon at the very end, Luke, um, and he looks up and he sees the head pop up in the in the rain. Yeah, with the lightning. And like, and the... At that moment, I'm like, kid, you are dead. <laughs> yep. This is over. I am sorry, but you have a little baby dragon. So, war has begun. The War of Roses has begun. Thus war of Roses? Yeah, it's kind of loosely based on the War of the Roses. It's a civil yep. war. So here we go. Season 2 coming up. I am hyped because I bet there's going to be a lot more dragon fighting in the second season. I'm, I'm sad, though, because the dragons are going to die. Oh, yeah, they're going to get torn to shreds. <laughs> if the ending of this season was any indication, whew. Woof indeed. And what's that new dragon that Damon just found? I know. Well, apparently I looked online and it's, uh, uh, what's his name? Vahar, Vah- the king that died in the very beginning. Oh, the old v- king? Vaharis? Vaharis? Jaharis. Jaharis. Yes, the old king. Okay. That's his dragon. Because he's drawing him, he doesn't have anyone that claimed him. So he's just sitting in the dark. So he's like, well, he's mine now, I guess. I don't know if he's going to have two dragons, I guess. I don't know if that's a thing that you can do. Who knows? Who knows? Man, now i got to watch this. It's fun. It's a fun show. Well, a lot of drama. Like it. It's basically three companies with dragons, you know. <laughs> it is, like a miscommunications galore. Everyone's like, what? You said who? <laughs> What's the <laughs> landlord in, in three's company? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? Shoot. Uh, All I know yeah, him is grandma. Barney Fife. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't do the bug guy. But that's gonna be yeah. that's that's a reference for you older folks out there. Mm-hmm. Like me. <laughs> Gosh, oh. <laughs> Anyways, that's House of the Dragon, ladies and gentlemen. Watch it if you want to. It's on HBO Max. I mean, there was also just. A few highlights that, in terms of shocking moments, mm. when the body's not even cold of King Viserys dying, and they're scheming to take over, and the one guy is like, hey, hey, we shouldn't do this. We, you know, I, I don't believe that he changed his mind, that he's been steadfast in this decision for like 30 years. I don't think all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, I'm changing my mind right now. And then Christian comes and slams his head on the table and cracks his skull open. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. Especially Olivia Cook's reaction, the whole, oh, here we go. Yep. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, no, not shocked, raining, just like it's been a long morning. That just happened. Okay. I haven't even had my coffee yet, and you're That's splitting what it felt like. skulls over here. I know, it's at 6 a.m. <laughs> I just found out my husband's dead. And, ah. Oi, Faye, oh, what else could go wrong <laughs> today? <laughs> and now, now this guy, this guy. This guy. Oh, question then. Before we wrap then, Trevor, for you. Do you think that um, the oldest son of... God, all these names. Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Jace. Is it Jace, the oldest one? I don't know the kids. Okay. I don't know Rhaenyra's The oldest kid. Names. The oldest kid to me looks like Kristen Cole, not like the strong guy. So he has straight hair, not curly. And he has the same facial structure as Kristen Cole. I wonder if she... They never saw her. They never showed us her drinking the tea. The tea being the after morning pill. Yeah, the abortion Game tea. Of yeah. She never. They never showed her drinking it. So she very well could have kept that child, and that might actually be his son, not the strong 
guy. Yeah. Just my just my theory. I like it. He has that age. He's the right age. Mm-hmm. And then Christian faces him and realizes it at some point. I know. That's why I think. I think there's going to be something tragic where he kills him and finds out later that he killed his own son. There was also one really good line where Rhaenyra says, I don't want to rule over ash and bones. Mm-hmm. And it's a Very direct connection to Daenerys. Yep. It's going to happen. <laughs> the the big question though is the dragon thing just so there's dragons 13 to 4 you know Damon specifically says we have 13 dragons they have right. 4 so right. now they lost a dragon so it's 12 and the, but he gained a dragon back right so it's back up to 13 so you're telling me these 4 dragons are going to defeat these 13 dragons they might not we don't know. There might be more backstabbing within that family, too. Yeah. We shall see. Because Aegon hates his older brother, or Aemond hates his older brother Aegon. Yeah. Thinks he's an idiot. Yeah. Well, he is an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was a big split. If you are, are going to go into this show uh, and you've already watched Game of Thrones, don't do a rewatch of Game of Thrones beforehand because there is a major spoiler for possibly the second or third season of this series if it continues um i think it does i think season two is already being greenlit but there's a big moment that is spoiled in game of thrones um what because they tell they tell the story of this of the dance of dragons they tell this whole story and one of the big moments is going to happen in this series at some point so just spoiler warnings for you because it is a moment that you might have forgotten about i definitely did yep (laughs) I, I, i think i forgot about most of game of thrones of the points that I remember are Tyrion talking to Jamie in the cell before the death, the mountain squishing Pedro Pascal's eyes, and then Littlefinger talking to Varys about climbing the ladder. I think those are the oh, only yes. three sequences yes, I remember. <laughs> it's a good scene. I only remember that scene because it was such a cool, like they didn't show anything. Obviously, it was a story. They were just telling the story, but I was like, that's badass. All right. Can't wait to see that on screen. It's going to pissed everybody off it's gonna be great i remember seeing <sighs> bran uh falling out the window or no, being yeah. pushed out the window being pushed yeah, he didn't fall no he did not Wee! Uh, okay. that's king you're talking about okay oh. yeah that's right <laughs> you're oh, now. Please, man. Alert. <laughs> well if you do decide to do any kind of rewatch of Game of Thrones. We did a whole series on Game of Thrones where we went right. episode by episode. We did. Of the eight, was that just the eighth season though? I eight, don't remember. Eight, yeah, eight seasons. <laughs> yeah, I just think it the was eight. Just, yeah, just the eight. So oh. if you want to listen to us be extremely disappointed in a show, go listen to all those episodes. I still stand by the first at least four seasons of Game of Thrones. I really enjoyed yes. them a lot. Even 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 some of the episodes of you know five and six were great. Oh, so. dude, it's it's the so, yeah. meme of the horse, the horse drawing, the horse drawing exactly. at the very beginning is gorgeous and perfect, and it just and at the end it scribbles. Just, it looks like a stick figure. Yeah. Yep. That's all it is. That's why it is. So far, this show has been pretty good. So stick with the show. We, we've said that before, though. That, that that's kind of the idea. Well, the of good this thing, show the good thing is, it's back. a shorter story. We know the story ends soon. They don't have too much story left to tell, except for just yeah. the war. So it's not like they they have many seasons to go. So I'm have hope, crossing the fingers. I do want to give a shout out to the little kid when she was Rainier was looking at suitors, and there's the one kid who's like a bully, and he's always talking as the other kids are up there and the little kid oh, yeah, yeah. challenges the, the, him to a duel stabs and the then kills him. Yeah, he's oh, like, great. he just kills. I love just putting the, killing the bully. Just like done. Yep. <laughs> that was great. And he throws up. That was fantastic. Yep. He's like, I just killed somebody. <laughs> There's a lot of barfing on this show. It's fantastic. Oh my Especially God. Especially the first episode. But they like, they, they like do all the, like they stomp the guy's face in. His face comes out of his, of his head. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> Great. That oh was some God. of the best gore I've seen in a TV show. Okay, so this really show well is pretty pretty damn gory then. Well, it's graphic. Oh, yeah. It's graphic. Oh, man. I just went from really, really wanting to watch it to like, 
Not know. the whole show is though. Just certain scenes here and there. Yeah, Sprinkled those throughout. certain scenes can really take yeah, me out fine. of it. Yeah, it's fine. I'm it's a dad a now. Off ahead, you're fine. <laughs> so. Anyway, any other notes, Trevor? I know you probably have a lot. No, I, I, I have done. a ton of lo- notes, but I think we covered the big things. I think so. That was good. There, I, there I was really a, there's it. a lot to enjoy in this show. Yeah. There's just a lot to dissect, a lot to appreciate, and a lot to look forward to. And honestly, there's big dragons, and they look good. Dragons and Olivia Cook. What else could you ask for? Oh, she Olivia Cook's her. in this? I love her. Yeah, she's the queen. She's the evil queen. There's two queens. What? <laughs> That's Unless, awesome. well, it depends on what side you take. If you're this team green or team black, she or they're both evil. evil, or they're both evil, which I was my thought. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, well done so far. Yep. This series. <laughs> Let's hope it keeps involved. up. The so. saddest part is that it's not come back till 2024, and by then I won't even know what You'll Targaryen forget, is yeah. because what? there's all kinds of other. Sh- Imagine all the stuff that's coming out in 2023, and they want me to remember this. Right. Best of luck. watch this episode Uh, so to everyone listening be sure to let us know what you thought of house of the dragon have you watched it yet are you going to watch it now did you think it was great are you excited for season two are you done with game of thrones are you never going to give this a try again let us know at secondary heroes and all kinds of different platforms and until then we hope you enjoy and we'll talk to you next time frog out adios y'all Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. This week, we're talking all about House of the Dragon, the full eight-episode run. Is it eight episodes or it's nine? Oh, crap. I it think we got to start over. It's ten episodes. It's ten. Who <laughs> cares? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's ten. Let me double-check my math here. Who's of the nope, Dragon? Yep, there's ten episodes. Yeah, ten. yeah, because it's, it's classic Game of Thrones, ten episodes. Okay, we'll start over. Okay. That was fun. I, I won't do my patch thing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. This we're talk... Fuck. This we're talk... This is going to be good stuff for the very, very end. <laughs> for the very, 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 very end. All I do is talk, talk. Talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs>